And I'm not going to drive south. Just We're for south hoggers. I don't know. South hoggers. Nope. I don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. South is, we're all, never mind. So- <laughs> it was so good for a minute in my head. Anyway. Wish I could be there and understand what's going on. It's a great place sometimes. Sometimes not, though. With you, the sun is shining 24-7. Cause when we're together, it feels like we're in heaven If it will get dark, you'll be my million stars I know I can lean on you Welcome to episode number 7 of Delete This History, a podcast by two besties of a certain age searching for answers. We're your hosts, Bria Brown. And I'm Kara Birch. Yes, you are. You're so far away today. I know. Hello. 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 We're like rich people eating dinner. Yes, will you please pass the salt? I would rather pass you the gray poupon. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> All right. How was your week? Um, it was busy week. Yeah. It was so busy, but choir it was good week. started back up again. Yep, back in choir. But they've canceled choir for this coming Thursday, oh. which I was really excited about because that's the Chiefs' first game of the season. Yes. I even took Friday off work. Sean did too. So we could have a little personal house party. Uh, I will have to work Friday. Boo. Lame. And it'll be kind of a busy day. But that's not going to stop me. Hell no. I'm just going to be really miserable to be around. Yes. So they're just going to have to deal with it. So that's next week. What What about this past week? I got no complaints. Okay. Well. What uh, about you? I did social media this week. I go on there and I can't help but then I start scrolling. Yeah. I will say, though, I have really enjoyed the uptick in our responses for the podcast because that's been super fun. It's been so fun to reconnect with people I haven't seen in years. Yeah. So that has been really fun. If I would just leave it at that. Yes, exactly. It would be great. Anyway, so I'm a little bit like kind of tired. You're worn out. Yeah. Well, you're in luck. I'm doing social media. I know. I'm so excited. You are editing. Okay. So speaking of uh, technology. Yes. You have promised me a new app. New app to me. Yeah. Guess who downloaded Logic Puzzle and is addicted to it? (laughs) Uh They're addictive. They're so addictive. And poorly written. I was going to tell you this. They were talking about like four different people who were suspected of a murder. Yes. And instead of spelling it Brian, yeah. it was brain. Yes. <laughs> it's stuff like that. It's cracking me up. I probably shouldn't tell you this, but on the weekends, there's a competition to see who can finish the most puzzles. On that app? Mm-hmm. Ugly. And you get a butt ton of gold coins oh. if you win. And last weekend, <laughs> I didn't start until Sunday because Saturdays are busy, you know? Yeah. And Sunday, I logged in, and I was such a dick. There was this guy (laughs) who already had 65 done. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, well, that's nothing. (laughs) What? I started at, like, 5 o'clock in the morning on Sunday when I got up. By the end of the day on Sunday, when the competition ended, I had 100. My goal was just to beat him. But then he kept adding to his total. So then I was like, well, I'll just get 10 above him. Yes. But then once I got 10 above him, I was like, I might as well shoot for 100. Now, a lot of them take like two minutes. 
Yes. Some because of them some are of them are so fast. Some of them are super duper duper yes, simple. Yes, they make you feel very smart. Yeah. Like, dude, I got it. Yeah. So tell me you won all of the coins. <laughs> oh my gosh. But that that's guy, hilarious. That guy probably thought he had it sewn up when he was going into Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I would have felt bad, but I'm so competitive. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. Speaking of apps. Yes. Conqueror Challenge. Yes. I continued this week. Did not ride my bike very much this week because I had a squeaky pedal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It was a little bit loose and squeaky, which, ugh, I can't even. I fixed that this morning, though. Good job. And I rode eight miles this morning on my bike. Eight miles? On my stationary bike. Yeah, it's not a lot. It goes by fast. That's good. (laughs) But anyway, I got past 20% of the journey. Ooh. And when you hit 20%, I forgot to say this when I was talking about this app originally. When you hit 20%, you have the choice of planting a tree or they put money to cleaning up the oceans of plastic bottles. You can plant a real tree. Yeah, one tree. Oh, I thought you meant you could plant a tree in the Shire. No, no. <laughs> okay. The people who developed this app, okay. they plant a tree. That's awesome. Once you get past a certain point. I like oxygen. I like trees. I also like oxygen. Now, maybe the next one I do, if I do another one, Mm -hmm. I'll do the plastic bottles cleanup thing. It is a problem. It's a big problem. And just because I don't live in the ocean doesn't mean it shouldn't be dealt with. Agreed. Plus, I was in my husband's car this week, and he has enough plastic bottles in his car (laughs) 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 to kill off the Great Barrier Reef. So... Maybe maybe I should do something to correct that. Speaking of Clint. Yes, it's his birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, buddy. Happy birthday to my love. He's my 28, own. right? Yes. That's what I thought. He is blah, 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 years young. <laughs> and feeling every single one of them. Feeling every single one of those blah, blah, blahs. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Clint. What else do you want to talk about? Um, I wanted to know if you had heard about this new drink called Dunkin' Spiked. Oh, my. No, but I am very interested. These are ready-to-drink alcoholic beverages. There's four flavors. Before you get too super excited, right now that it's only released in like 12 states. I'm I sure think we're not feeling one of them. out the. Yeah. No, we're not. I checked. But... The flavors are original iced coffee, caramel iced coffee, mocha iced coffee, and vanilla. Those are the four flavors Uh, in that pack. And you can't buy these at their stores. Like, you can't go through the drive-thru and get an alcoholic beverage. But it's mostly the East Coast is where they're being released, like Pennsylvania and places like that. I've never had anything from Mm, Dunkin' Donuts. Ever. Anything. Anything. You've never had a Dunkin' Donuts Mm -mm. donut? Nope. They're not anywhere near my normal stomping yeah, grounds. Yeah. So that's that's life this week. Yep. Anyway, we're not here to talk about Duncan Spiked or Conqueror's Challenge or any of those things. No. Really. No. That's just for everybody else's edification. What we're really here for is... The reading of the lists. This is where we'll tell you our top five most interesting, funniest, and most successful searches for the week in list form. Bria, it's an odd week. You get to go first. Because I am odd, yes. (laughs) Go ahead, you weirdo. (laughs) 
Here are my top five searches this week. Number one, Little People Collector Kansas City Chiefs set. Number two, Chimera. Number three, Google Street View car. Number four, Kirky Dog slash Teddy Dog. Number five, Oniromancy. Here we go. Number one, Optimus Prime Voice slash Peter Cullen. Number two, Dolores O'Riordan slash Keening slash County Limerick. Number three, Slaughterhouse Movie. Number four, Turkey Vocalizations. Number five, what is black tar heroin? What's my list? Your gummies just aren't doing it anymore. <laughs> I gotta relax. <laughs> well, now that we've read our lists, it's time to play a little game we like to call Search, Search Me. Where we each pose one question to each other and see if we can answer it based only on the reading of the lists. Mm-hmm. Kara. Yes. Today you're playing for. This beautiful box of M&M's. Am I holding it upside down? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. They're peanut M&M's. Your faves. My fave. All right. I'm going to put this down because they're there loud. There is nothing like a fresh peanut M&M. They're out of your reach until you answer this question right. correctly. Okay. They're payback for the Swedish fish Aww. because I ate every single one of those before the weekend was over <laughs> last weekend. Here's your question. Which search stumped the big G and nearly drove me barking mad? I'm going with Oniromancy. Oh, crap. Barking mad. (laughs) I was so focused on what the answer might be. I didn't pick up on the barking. I'm so embarrassed. That's all right. The search was Kirky Kirky Dog dog. slash Teddy Dog. All right. Tell me all about it. This was another logic puzzle term look up. (laughs) I think I have three this week. That's hilarious. Well, when you do 100 in a day. Uh, Good point. This puzzle was about matching dog breeds to their owners. And two of the breeds that they mentioned were Kirky Dog and Teddy Dog. I looked everywhere for Kirky Dog. And it was corgis. And I never figured out why. And I finally just decided that it's people mispronouncing corgi and thinking it's kirky instead of corgi. Really? That's it. I mean, it was a very unsatisfying search and search result. So did you ever find anything about Teddy Dog? Yes. Teddy Dog came up right away. It's a crossbreed between a Bichon Frise and a Shih Tzu. What in the world does that look like? They don't all look the same. Okay. Because those breeds are so different, so it depends on how it mixes. Gotcha. But typically, they look like little teddy bears. I know exactly what you're talking about. Called a teddy bear dog. Okay. It's a designer dog breed. You know, one of those. Mm, Posh. If anyone out there knows better about what Kirky Dog is, let us know. K-I-R-K-Y. Yes. That's how it was in the puzzle. Now, we have discussed. (laughs) Brain and Brian. (laughs) Correct. So who knows? (laughs) Um, But Corgis are my favorite doggos, and I love them. I can watch them on Instagram pretty much all day. They're They're, so funny, and they're not very bright. Yes, their ears are so big. Their butts 
kill me. They're tiny legs. Yeah. Oh, they're very cute dogs. Anyway, so. I can't believe I missed your clue. <sighs> I worked so hard on it, too. I'm really sorry. That's all right. So what, what do you have for me all this week? All right. Are you ready? This I is in celebration. Oh. Of the Chiefs' first game next week. So, you're playing for Kansas City Chiefs Team Trivia Challenge cards. What? Uh-huh. Each card has five questions, and there's a game. There's, like, game rules. Game night. It was a total freak accident that I found these. We were at the alcohol store. Uh-huh. <laughs> which was hopping last night. Good I gravy. bet. Okay, the question is... Which of these searches started on Wikipedia, but after reading some information I knew in my heart to be wrong, took me to several other sites only to learn that what I thought I knew about this topic was indeed wrong and Wikipedia was correct? That's a convoluted question I understand. I understand it, though. So let me think about this a second. Okay. Optimus Prime voice. Oh. I'm so sorry. That's wrong. We both don't get our prizes this week. It's Dolores O'Riordan. You know who that is, right? Yeah, from okay. the Cranberries. I thought she died from cancer. Uh -uh. How? In my brain. I don't even know where I got that information. But she did not die from cancer. Mm -mm. She died from drowning. Yes. Um... Which made me even more sad. Maybe I learned that when it happened and I was like, mm, no, I don't like that. I'm going to just change that in my brain. Were you conflating her with somebody else? Like, Definitely not. I just thought it was her because she died so young. I don't know. I just made up a story, I guess. But yeah, she died from drowning in 2018. January of 2018. I can't believe that's been so long ago. I know. Every time I hear a Cranberry song, I think, oh, she just died. <laughs> Exactly. And that's actually what prompted this was I was listening to a Cranberries album this week. Oh. And I don't know a lot about her. So I just went to look her up and learn some things about her. And that's when I learned how she actually died. Mm. I had no idea. Anyway, she was best known for her lilting mezzo-soprano voice, her signature yodel, emphasized use of keening, which I had to look up. And strong Limerick accent. And Limerick is the name of the county where her hometown is located, which her hometown is Ballybricken, Ireland. What a great name. Absolutely it is. She started singing in her family's Catholic church and then joined the Cranberries in 1990 when she was 19 years old. The Cranberries rocketed to fame with her. The Cranberries released seven studio albums, four of which went to number one on the charts. In 2003, Dolores took a six-year hiatus, which I didn't know, and in 2007 released a solo album called Are You Listening, followed by No Baggage in 2009. She reunited with the Cranberries the same year, and they went on a world tour with the release of their new album called Roses. She appeared as a judge on The Voice of Ireland. That was in uh, 2013. In 2014, she joined the trio Dark. And they released an album called Science Agrees. 
Throughout her life, she struggled with depression and the pressure of her own success and was diagnosed with bipolar disease in 2015. Didn't know that either. Not that I needed to. She subsequently released her last album with the Cranberries called Something Else in 2017. That's a really good album, by the way. It's mostly acoustical. And then in 2019, after she passed away, the Cranberries released the Grammy-nominated album In the End, featuring her final vocal recordings. I haven't heard that one. Then I looked up Keening. Keening is a traditional form of vocal lament for the dead in the Gaelic Celtic tradition. It was known to have taken place in Ireland, Scotland. It's performed in the Irish and Scottish Gaelic languages and was once an integral part of the formal Irish funeral ritual, but declined from the 18th century and became almost completely extinct by the middle of the 20th century. Only a handful of authentic keening songs were recorded from traditional singers. All of the recordings I found, you can tell these people are very elderly and they're old recordings. There's nothing that I could find that was super current. Right. It's kind of interesting. So then I was like, Limerick, let's look that up. Yes. Because I wanted to know if that's where the Limerick was invented. And according to Britannica.com, the origin of the Limerick is unknown, but it has been suggested that the name derives from the chorus of an 18th century Irish soldier song, Will You Come Up to Limerick? To this song were added impromptu verses crowded with improbable incidents and subtle innuendo. And what year was that? The song was from the 18th century is all it said. Okay. I thought I just spaced out and didn't hear the actual date because <laughs> it was a number. And when somebody says numbers, I just go blue, 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 blue. Oh, you know what? I should have looked up that song. It's royalty free, I'm sure. <gasps> have to search and find out. Uh, I will sing you a little Irish ditty. It will not shock you to know that I read a series of cozy mysteries. What? When did you start that? <laughs> it's a new hobby. Cool. But it takes place in County Cork. I read about County Cork. And a teeny tiny town in County Cork. That is fictional, I believe. Limerick is close to Cork. I'm sure because it's not a very big country. It's not a big country. <laughs> Everything's close to everything. <laughs> That's the end um, of my search. We've almost been friends as long as the Cranberries have been singing songs. <laughs> and we share a vast history we together. Do. It's a shared history. And now we're going to share our internet search histories. The first one I'm going to talk about is Little People Collector Kansas City Chiefs set. Is this the little people I think it is? I know you're a little people person. I'm a big little people person. You're a big little people person. That's right. <laughs> One of my favorite quotes. But it's football season at last. Yes, 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 yes. I mean, I have been. Dude. I even watched XFL in the off season. She that's, did. That's how much I love football and I miss it so much. <laughs> and we already talked about how the Chiefs are going to play in the first regular season game Thursday. Yes. Against the Lions. The Lions. Yay. Get ready to suck it. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a lame game, but they're actually pretty good this year. But they say that every year. So, you know. Nice try, Detroit. If you think I'm not excited, you don't know me. I know that you're excited. Google also knows me <laughs> really well. When I swipe right on my phone, on my phone screen, it takes me to news stories. Yes. And the first item is always about the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> I did it this morning just to test my claim. Yes. The first story was a CBS Sports story with the headline, Chiefs Travis Kelsey says Chris Jones deserves, quote, all the money in the world, followed by a local crime story. 
<laughs> because, meh, who cares? Google knows my priorities. Yes, they do. The other day, I swiped right to see if anything interesting was happening in the world. And the top story for me was about Mattel releasing limited edition NFL Little People Collector Sets. Uh, that's brilliant. Take my money. Right? And the Kansas City set features Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and two fans. <laughs> Each set features two players and two fans. Okay. I could not give them my payment info fast enough. <laughs> I was fumbling for the mouse. Because what if they sold out? There's a limit of five for each set. Oh, that's hilarious. You How many only, did you get? I really wanted to get five, but they're 25 bucks a pop. Oh, what? so what else comes with the little people? That's it. You just get the little people? Ugh. I mean, they're dressed up in their jerseys and their helmets. And, well, Patrick Mahomes doesn't have his helmet on because you got to be able to see the hair. Of course. They come in a collector's box that's kind of cool that you could keep them in and display them. But I'll probably let Quinn play with them. Well, I would get them out and play with them. Yeah, I mean. They're little come people. Come on. They're supposed to be played with. So I just bought one because I know so many people that that would be such a great gift for. Yeah. But as soon as they find out about them, they're going to be like me and buy it for themselves. <laughs> that's probably true. So I just bought one for me and then i bought a cowboys set for clint of oh, course fun so the cowboys players featured are this cracked me up cd lamb and micah parsons who are both defensive players <laughs> if you're dak prescott uh, right are your feelings hurt i think so <laughs> i don't even know who those two guys are they're really good players and they're really good defensive players but come on. I can't believe. How do they choose the players, I wonder? Maybe by jersey sales? I don't know. Because that would make sense because Kelsey and Mahomes are the top jersey sales for sure. I wonder if they had to have permission. Maybe Dak was like, don't you dare oh, make maybe. me a little person. <laughs> you think he's prejudiced against little people? No. Maybe. I don't know. I, I It just makes me wonder how they made that decision. I also looked up the Green Bay Packers. Yes, 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 yes. Sorry to say, it's it's kind of lame sauce. Oh, no. Because this is a terrible year for them to have a set like this. Who do they have? Oh, no. Who? Nobody. <laughs> Four fans. They've got two fans. <laughs> and they've got two generic players with double zero jerseys. That is lame. I wonder if maybe Green Bay is like, you can't have the rights to... Maybe so. Because Green Bay is a special situation. They are special. Situation. Mm -hmm. They're owned by the fans. The fans. That's true. I wonder if they just couldn't reach an agreement or they just didn't even try or it wasn't an option. That's interesting. I was super disappointed. That is disappointing. Who would you have picked if you could have chosen? I would have picked Jordan Love for sure. And then probably... I can't think of his name. Bakhtiari. Oh, I thought about Bakhtiari, yeah. too. I can't believe I came up with it. Good job, brain. <sighs> he's he's a beast. He is a beast. And Jordan, Jordan Love, I've been watching some preseason videos, and you guys just watch out. Okay. Alrighty. That's it. That's my little people saga. That's fun. It is fun. I can't wait to get them. They are pretty cool. The first one I'm going to share with you is Optimus Prime Voice. Are you familiar? Can you hear that voice in your head from your childhood? Mm, sort of. It's Peter Cullen. Who's Peter Cullen? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Okay. This search was prompted by the television show, The Toys That Made Us, because there's a Transformers episode. Yes. It was super enjoyable, actually. Peter Cullen was the voice of Optimus Prime on the 80s cartoon Transformers, and he is still the voice 
of Optimus Prime to this day. How old is this dude? He is 82. Still has a great voice, though. He does. And so he is still doing, like, every Transformer movie that comes out, if there's an Optimus Prime character, he is still hired to do that voice. Wow. I know. He's got it on lock. He is a very prolific voice actor. And so that's mostly what this is about. He has played various characters prior to becoming a voice actor. He was on the Sonny and Cher Comedy Hour from 1971 to 1974. He would pop in as different characters on that Mm -hmm. show. Then he turned to voice acting. And during the 80s, this guy was just hot. He was on the original Scooby-Doo cartoon series, the original Spider-Man cartoon series. He was the voice of Kit's evil twin, Carr, K-A-R-R, in Knight Rider, which stands for Knight Automated Roving Robot. Kit, incidentally, stands for Knight Industries 2000. Did you know that? I didn't know that. No. I wasn't super into Kit and Knight Rider. And I thought David Hasselhoff was pretty dreamy. He was dreamy. He was a tall drink of water, too. Yeah. He He's still is. Tall. He was also the voice on the Dukes cartoon series. Dukes of Hazard cartoon series. I didn't know there was a cartoon. What? Yeah. G.I. Joe. The Pac-Man cartoon from 82 to 84. The Mr. T cartoon. Various voices in the Gremlins movie. Various characters on Three's a Crowd. Various voices on the Smurfs cartoon. The Cabbage Patch Kids TV movie. The Snorks. Do you remember that? Oh my gosh, yes. I loved that cartoon. But it was kind of like dollar store Smurfs. It was very similar to the Smurfs. I never thought about it. We watched the Smurfs, but I didn't love it. I wasn't like Smurf crazy. Even though I got a Smurfs comforter for my birthday one year. I was kind of like, hmm. Yeah. All right. Sometimes parents think they're Mm. down with what the kids want. It was probably on sale. (laughs) All right. (laughs) The Snorks. The Pink Panther cartoon. He was voices there. He was voices on the Jetsons, Rainbow Bright, Alvin and the Chipmunks, Dungeons and Dragons, the cartoon. Lots of My Little Pony voices. One of the characters that he voiced on My Little Pony was named Captain Crab Nasty. And somehow I'm going to work that into my vocabulary from now on. Yeah. Stop being a Captain Crab Nasty. How hilarious is that? They just came back from the VD clinic. They were like, I'm Captain Crab Nasty. Oh, gross. <laughs> Ruined. All right. The Muppet Babies. Oh, my gosh. I love that cartoon. I watched the crap out of that cartoon. I could probably still sing the theme song. I absolutely could. The Ghostbusters cartoon. Moon Dreamers, and this was a throwback. Do you remember Foofer, the cartoon, The Blue Dog? I had totally forgotten about the Foofer cartoon. I don't remember oh, Foofer. I loved that cartoon. Nope. That was in the depths of my brain. The only blue dog I know about is Blue from Blue's Clues. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. DuckTales. Mm-hmm. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Tailspin. Do you remember Tailspin? Oh, yes. So good. I love Tailspin, Me too. too. Chippendale Rescue Rangers. <gasps> he was the voice of Monterey Jack. Oh. I didn't know that. Adventures of the Gummy Bears. Did you watch that one? <laughs> of course. That was like my top number one of all time cartoon. I loved that cartoon. I could definitely still sing the theme song to that cartoon. Me too. 
the I whole thing. As a matter of fact, I think recently, I don't know how it came up, but that recently came up in our house, and I did sing the whole thing <laughs> at the dinner table, and my kids were not amused. Oh, my gosh. I'm delighted to know that you know, A, that cartoon existed, and B, that you know the theme song, because that just solidifies our friendship for the rest of time. Yeah, we need to sing a, a duet of that theme song to my kids. Oh, my gosh. They would love it. I would do it. I'll plan on it. I'll practice. Okay. He did the vocal effects for The Predator from the movie of the same name. Yeah. Have you ever seen that movie? Bits and Pieces. Same. I've never seen the whole thing. Uh, you know, that's not really my genre. Mm-mm, me neither. And then this one's for you. I saved the one for last that I thought you'd get the biggest kick out of. He was the voice of Eeyore in Winnie the Pooh. Looks like rain. My tail fell off again. (laughs) That's every dumb dog in my head is the Eeyore voice. And some dumb people as well. Gosh. That's my derpy, dopey doe mm-hmm. voice. So seriously, I've only named a few of the Good shows grief. this guy was in. I mean, he was, all this guy did was cartoons. And I mean, he's just, did I hope he, they paid him well. Did he, he ever hard. sleep? <laughs> I don't know. And he's still at it. Yes. He's 82. He's Canadian. He has four kids, three grandkids. He's a huge supporter of NASA. And he has handprints on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. He was in that show, so yeah. the Transformers episode. It was fun to um, hear his voice again. Mm-hmm. And then when I researched this and learned all the things he was in, I am impressed. Yeah. I mean, that's some serious work. Yes. Anyway, let's into that search. All right. What you got? My next one is Google Street View Car. Yes. Here's the context. Jackie and I were in the car, and we passed a Google Street View car. And, you know, it has the roof-mounted camera. I don't know if you remember this, but a long, long time ago, like when Google Street View was fairly new, I was on Google Street View turning Turning. into our neighborhood. Yes. Yeah, and I know it was us because the Friends of the (laughs) Zoo sticker. (laughs) I used to just look that up just to get a laugh. I'm sure it's changed since then because... Surely they've updated it. I would think so. Since then. But anyway, Jackie and I saw the car and we started speculating about what that job would be like and what it would entail. What are the logistics of mapping so many streets in the world? Mm -hmm. And then I told her, it's stressing me out a little bit just thinking (laughs) about it. (laughs) So I dropped her off where I was taking her and then I had to wait for her. So while I waited, I looked it up because I was like, well, it's going to stress me out not knowing. Got the time. Let's do it. Let's do this. I found a Reader's Digest article. Oh, so Reader's Digest is still around. It's still around. And it's gone digital. Perfect. February of this year is when this article was. So it's very recent. Okay. Here's what a Google spokesperson said. Street view cars have special cameras that take photographs as they drive down public streets. Once the photographs have been taken... They're stitched to create seamless 360-degree images in which they blur faces or license plates, like they did with my car. The fleet of a little more than 250 cars is used in 87 countries and has mapped over 10 million miles to date. But volunteers called local guides can also contribute images. Anyone can be a local guide. Ooh. And submit your photos. 
that's how they get so many photos, especially in places that are kind of inaccessible where they don't have, or countries where they don't have street view cars, because like I said, it's only in 87 countries. Okay. However, they use trolleys, snowmobiles, three-wheelers, and there's even this portable camera backpack called a Trekker that some of the Google employees can wear on their backs in places that are only accessible by foot. Oh my goodness. Because it's very rare that you cannot find a street view yes. anymore of a place. Yeah. Which is why it stresses me out, thinking about what a massive job that is uh-huh. to do that. Google gets special permission from people who live in gated communities to be able to map those street views that are behind gates. And country to country, it kind of varies depending on privacy laws and security and things hmm. like that. That's interesting. Street View was just relaunched in India. Relaunched? Relaunched in 2022. They had been banned by the country over security concerns. Okay. It's just a matter of what's acceptable for these different countries and, you know, their their customs and things like that. Has Google gone into North Korea? I doubt it. That would be interesting. In the U.S., all public property is fair game. If you live on a normal residential street, they can take a picture of your house. Mm-hmm. Where they're taking the picture from is public. So so there were some questions that I had that were not answered by my search. Yes. I also have questions that are okay. just running through my head. Here's some that you're not going to get an answer from me. Okay. Because I couldn't find an answer okay. either. How often do they update the photos? Mm-hmm. How do they systematically and efficiently go about driving through areas to get the pictures? Mm-hmm. How do they know where they've been, where they haven't been, where they still need to go? No kidding. I'm sure it's all AI and computerized and all that. How long does it take to drive an entire town like ours, which I looked up, is 83.7 square miles. Gosh. That's the city limits of this town. That's a lot of driving. Uh Uh-huh. I look up a lot of addresses at work because of the job that I do, and I... Start with Google Maps because I need to see a street view. And then I use another program that we have. Yeah. Like ArcView or something like that. GIS. Mm -hmm. And I have yet to find a street that doesn't have a Google view of it. I know. I bet they've mapped this whole town. Yeah. So I'd be surprised if they hadn't. But what questions do you have that I probably can't answer? You you covered them. Their cars are driven by people, right? They're not like, okay. My first question was, does a computer program blur out all the things? Like, it's like, okay, I know I need to blur out faces, and I'm looking for, okay, so that's done by computers. That's good. (laughs) That would suck as a job Mm -hmm. for a human. Then I was wondering if they used any automatic cars without humans in them. And then I was wondering, how does one go about getting a job sitting in a car and just listening to music and driving around all day? I don't know, but... Because I'm not uh, interested. Base pay is 30 bucks an hour. Shut your face. Not kidding. That's the average base pay. Wow, that is more than I was expecting it to be. Hmm. I did want to know how often it gets updated. Um, yeah, they said it takes months t- to get the pictures and process them and have them published on Google Maps. Yeah. So by the time they do that, a lot of times... It's already outdated, especially considering oh what's going gosh. on. It's a constant process. That would be really interesting to see 
like a documentary of beginning to end. Yes. Hey, we're going to go drive. And yeah. then just the entire process to the final upload. Uh-huh. That would be so cool. That goes along with my how is it done videos. Yes. How do they make that? Yeah. The last thing I'll say about this. Yes. Cute facts. I love this stuff because it's really creative and nerdy, and I just love it. You know the little peg man that you take and you pull him down to do the street view? Yes. Okay. He changes sometimes depending on location. Okay. Near Area 51. (gasps) No. He turns into a flying saucer. Shut up. I love it. In the Florida Keys, he turns into a mermaid. And when you're viewing older images that they don't that they have not updated, but it's just older footage, he'll change to Doc Brown from Back to the Future. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that is freaking hilarious! I know. Aww. I thought that was really funny and that cute is funny. and clever. I love it. That's it. Oh, that's a good search. Oh yes, it was interesting. I enjoyed that. This next one of mine is very quick. I was buying tickets to well, no. I was buying one ticket because I'm going to go alone <laughs> to see the Taylor Swift Eras Tour at the movie theater because mm-hmm. I can't get anyone to go with me. But that's okay. <laughs> Mama can be alone. <laughs> so as I was researching this, I ran across a stupid movie called Slother House. <gasps> it's a horror movie. The storyline, according to IMDb, is... Emily Young, a senior, wants to be elected as her sorority's president. She adopts a cute sloth, thinking it will become the new mascot of their house and help her win, until a string of fatalities implicate the sloth as the main suspect of the murders. Oh my gosh. So stupid. So then I was like, I gotta know a little bit more about this. And I found the tagline for the movie. Don't rush. Die slow. (laughs) You have to. It's considered a comedy slash horror slash thriller. Yeah. Quotes about the movie include, It's in the same realm of snakes on a plane and cocaine bear. Yes. Which I'm saying that probably tracks. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't watch horror movies, but I did watch the trailer for this thing. Bria, it looks horrendously horrible. The sloth is like a puppet. I mean, it's not even a real sloth. They're not even trying. Oh my God. The thing is a stupid puppet. Like, it reminded me of Chucky. Mm-hmm. In fact, Chucky looked better than this. I was thinking about Cocaine Bear. Have you seen that? No. We almost watched it the other night, but then we didn't. Yeah, Amazon really wants me to watch that. Amazon really wants us to watch it, too. Yeah. It's like, you guys are going to love this. I mm-hmm. have seen Snakes on Plane. I have not. Oh, girl. That would give me nightmares. It, even if, oh, even yes. though it's silly. Yeah, don't watch it. With you and your recurring snake dreams, nope. don't watch that. I can't do but snakes. It's, it's really funny. But it's not It's not funny. It's, it's terrible. Yeah. But it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's the end. I was like, Slother House. I got to know a little bit more about this. And, of course, my IQ dropped just a little bit after I read oh, it. Oh, so. absolutely. There's that. The next one I'm going to talk about is Chimera. Yes. Which also can be pronounced Chimera or Chimera. There's lots of different pronunciations, but I'm just going to stick with Chimera. Okay. Because that's how I've always heard it pronounced. Mm -hmm. I looked it up just to be sure. Because sometimes you do mispronounce words your whole life and not know it. Mm -hmm. It's happened to me more than once. Uh Uh-uh. 
I don't believe yes, that for a because second. Because I read so much. Yes. And so I just assume I know how to pronounce it based on just reading it. Oh, I'm with and you. And then I'll hear somebody pronounce it out loud and I'll be like, what? I'm a hooked on phonics girl. Absolutely. So it gets me in trouble a lot of times with things like Celtic words like Celtic. Moving on. Chimera. This is another logic puzzle thing I had to look up. <laughs> These logic puzzles that Karen and I are both doing now, which delights me. They are really into mythology oh. and monsters and things like that. Which They haven't got there yet. You'll come across it. Okay. And they mentioned a chimera in a puzzle. And I was thinking, I've heard this before and I've read it before, but I don't really know what it is mm-hmm. and what it does and whatever. It's a fire-breathing mythical monster with a lion's head, a goat's body, and a serpent's tail. That is not what I thought that you were going to say. It's... It's ugly, and it's scary. That was what I searched for. Yeah. But some other things that came up when I searched this term, that's what really interested me. Okay. It also refers to an organism in real life, not mythology. Okay. That contains a mixture of genetically different tissues. This can happen artificially, like through laboratory manipulation. Mm Mm-hmm which I'm not quite sure about ethically, mm-hmm. but can be extremely useful and beneficial in the medical field. The occurrences of chimerism that I'm most interested in, though, are the somewhat more natural ways it can happen. Okay. For example, most of the time, people don't even know they're a chimera unless they've had a DNA test or you've had to have a medical procedure and they need to know, like, your blood type or your DNA or... They're trying to match something like an organ to you. Oh. It often occurs during prenatal development when two fraternal twins merge into one baby. Oh, whoa. So you start out as twins, non-identical twins, and one of the twins goes away and it becomes part of the other twin. So you can have some of the organs, some of your organs are actually your twin's organs. No. Yes. That is freaking me out. There are outward signs of this sometimes, like different hair color, like on different sides of the body. No. So Jim, I think, I think Jim is a chimera. (laughs) Or hair growth patterns. Like you could be really hairy on one side of your body and not hairy on the other side of your body. Or... Um, The fingers on one of your hands looking different than the fingers on your other hand. So usually it's like a hemispheral thing. Holy cow. Yeah, yeah. The most common, though, is two different eye colors. Okay. And I actually knew a guy once who was a fraternal twin, and Mm -hmm. his twin was alive. And he had one brown eye and one blue eye. But his twin just had two brown eyes. So now I'm wondering if he was a chimera and they were originally triplets. triplets. (gasps) And he was like, no, it's not. That's not how it happens. I'm turning this into like a sci-fi movie, but. My brain doesn't like this. It just becomes absorbed into the other twin in the zygotic stage. Listen, the research I did got very in the weeds on this. Okay. Animals can be chimeras. 95% of the time, a baby marmoset is a chimera. And this has been considered rare historically in humans, but historically we did not have the technology to test people's DNA. And people are doing fertility drugs 
Exactly. And more and more people are needing to have tests done or organ transplants or whatever. I mean, corneal transplants, Mm -hmm. whatever. Right. Just with the advancement of technology. Yes. And people doing DNA tests to figure out their Mm -hmm. genealogy. Yes. People are finding out that they are chimeras. Oh, my gosh. Which would be wild. So it's probably a lot more common than we think it is because some people probably just never find out. Huh. It happens more often in cases of in vitro fertilization ding, ding, ding. and organ transplantation. Here are some of the crazier examples. Oh, so, oh, so I get your liver. Oh. And you have BBDNA in you. Okay. I'm with you. Okay. So here are some crazy situations. The DNA content of semen from an assault case in 2004 matched that of a man who had an airtight alibi at the time. Oh, no. He was in prison at the time of the attack. However, he had been a bone marrow donor to his brother, who was later determined to have committed the crime. Oh, my word. Nice family, by the way. (laughs) Here's another crazy one. In 2008... A man was killed in a traffic accident in South Korea. They had to use his DNA to identify him. And the DNA in his blood and some of his organs appeared to show he was female. This was not a transgender man. Later, it was determined he had received a bone marrow transplant from his daughter. Oh, my goodness. Wow. And her DNA just kind of traveled around in his body. Oh, my god! Went different places. So bone marrow transmits DNA a lot, apparently. In 1998, let's go in the Wayback Machine, a man found out he had some partially developed female organs. Okay. He had been conceived by in vitro fertilization. There are more and more instances of medical researchers pushing the ethical boundaries. In 2017, a human pig chimera was created using human stem cells. And you're going to freak out when I tell you this. Uh. And in 2021, a joint project between the U.S. and China created a human monkey chimera. (laughs) No. See, this is how they're going to take over. Everybody's got to ruin a good thing. Um, (laughs) neither of these creatures was allowed to gestate fully they just kind of wanted to see if they could do it whoa they did and they're hoping though that they can develop the embryos longer in order to harvest donations of organs what i'm not okay with that so you need a liver the organ donor list is too long maybe you can get a liver from a monkey oh my gosh That's, wow, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Obviously, it's a controversial topic and concept, and we're not going to get into it. Wow. My brain. Chimera. You blew my mind. My next one is super duper not on that level. Okay, I'm ready. We're taking it down to the woods, people. (laughs) This week, I was sitting in my new car in the garage. In your happy place. In my happy place. Why were you sitting in the car in your... Uh, because I was setting up my CarPlay, oh. like Apple Play, and I was getting my seat memory 
oh, yeah. situated correctly. Oh my gosh! I was Listen like you. sitting up all the bells and whistles because you know yeah. that this car does amazing things without you even telling it. But you can also turn these options off, right? So I was trying to decide which ones I wanted. I was just in this garage and I hear this all of a sudden this clucking and I look in the side view mirror and the neighbor's pet turkey is in the garage. First of all, the fact that your neighbors have a pet turkey. He has a turkey. It has a name, but I don't know what it is. So it's clucking. And so I started to cluck back at it because it was kind of funny. And we had this little turkey conversation. Yes. But then it started to get too close to my car. And I was <gasps> like, you get away because I was afraid it was going to like start flapping and jump up on the car and roost there. Right. I didn't want it to scratch my car. So All I had right. to get out and shoo it away. Turkey feet are crazy and gross. Oh my gosh. So turkeys are just nasty. They kind of are. They're so ugly. Ugh. Sorry turkeys, but you are. But the Have video you looked you in the mirror? <laughs> <laughs> I bet they look in the mirror a lot. They probably do. And they're very sensitive about how they it's look. Like, so oh, you're being so mean. My beard. My turkey neck. <laughs> my waddle. I need to start using night cream. <laughs> oh, they're so ugly. So Sean and I were talking about this turkey and um, just the sounds it was making. I said, I've never heard it make this particular sound. And he goes, oh, that's a putt. I said, a putt? And he goes, yeah, that's tur a turkey putt. And I thought, well, I'll look that up. So I have some information about turkey vocalizations for I'm you. I'm so ready. It turns out that wild turkeys have 29 different calls. Rest assured, I will not be going through all 29 of them. I'm going to cover the most common vocalizations. Because they have 29, it makes them the most vocal of birds oh. in the wild. We're going to cover the yelp, the tree yelp, clucks and putts, purring, mm. and gobbling. Quick breakdown. And turkey hunters, don't come at me because I've simplified this information. Right. I'm trying to keep it short because let me tell you, this was a lot of information. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm shortening it for you people. The yelp, primarily used by hens as a locator, a brood assembly call, or an indicator that a female is ready to breed. Oh. <laughs> and typically they make this sound five to seven times in a row. Oh. And it's just like a, I don't know what it sounds like. This turkey is single and ready to mingle. Oh, very That's good. What am I guessing it sounds like? Okay. The tree yelp is an early morning sound from turkeys that are still on the roost and made with the beak nearly closed. So it's used to communicate to the flock as the flock is waking up and they become louder and louder until everybody's ready to fly to the ground for the day. Oh. So it's more of a... <laughs> it's like your alarm yes. that gets louder yes. and louder until you yeah, turn it off. Turkeys have alarms too. The cluck is a short one-note call often used by a turkey to get the attention and or locate another turkey. It's the human equivalent of Marco. Polo. Humans can easily confuse the cluck with the putt, which is also a one-note call that turkeys use as an alarm when they sense danger. Mm. That wasn't bad. Yeah. Clucks are softer than putts and sound more content, whereas putts are often louder, sharper, and emitted closer together. Purring is usually a soft rolling call used by feeding turkeys. Some say it's a call of contentment, but most biologists believe that a purring is a call of spatial relations, like, this is my spot, stay out of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Gobbling is the only true mating call of the turkey. It's the main vocalization of toms in the spring. When gobbling is at its peak, the first gobble usually rings out about 30 minutes before sunrise, often in response to the first call of a crow or other loud sound. Gobbling increases with the amount of gray light and just a bit before sunrise is typically the height of gobbling activity, which is why people get up like at four in the morning to go out and get their spot before yes. sunrise. Ugh. Special thanks to the meateater.com <laughs> for this information. So there, you learned something that you didn't even know you wanted to know. Well, you better post that video. It does display some of my own special turkey calls. It does. You're very good at it. Thanks. It was very difficult to get rid of that turkey. I feel like it was looking for a commitment. I don't know. So maybe she was wanting some girl talk. My last logic puzzle inspired search mm-hmm. is oniromancy. Yes. Oniromancy is a form of divination based upon dreams. Oh. It's used to predict the future. Oh. According to... Britannica.com. <laughs> we kept it hot this week. When you said that earlier, I was like, of course. <laughs> it's considered a divine act in most cultures based on the belief that dreams are messages sent to the soul by gods or the dead. Oh, I'm in trouble. Oh my gosh. I have that right here. It says, if you or I were seers with this power, the world would be in deep shit. <laughs> Because our dreams are so weird. Oh, crap. I just, like, had a visual of the miniature donkeys. Like, they just came marching through my brain. (laughs) God, don't think of it. I'm going to lose it if I do. If that ever happens, we'll know that I I have the power of oniromancy. You're a seer. I am. Actually, I think I'm way too self-centered to have this power. All of my (laughs) dreams are about me, me, me. Their meanings, if they have any, are all to do with what's going on in my life, in my head, and... I think that that's what dreams are about, though. That's what the experts, quote-unquote, say, is that everybody in your dream is actually you, Uh and it's a reflection of you, which is crazy, because I have a lot of stressful dreams where I argue with people. Oh, so you're arguing with yourself. I guess. I guess I'm conflicted. See, I don't know about that. Or I don't like myself because that's what it usually is, is that the person in the dream oh. doesn't like me. So maybe I, I just hmm. have self-esteem issues. Mm-hmm. I would not want to be able to see the future through my dreams Mm-mm. or any means, really. Nerve. I, I, no, thank you. No that's interest. Too much responsibility. Absolutely. Hell no. Nope. I didn't click on any more links because I don't want Google to get the yes. wrong idea. That was wise. And start suggesting woo-woo things to me. Because think about it. Last week, I looked up agate, crystals, alchemy. Mm -hmm. This week, I've looked up chimera. Mm -hmm. And I'm already getting way too many Crocs ads and Croc-related things sent to me because of Peyton's questionable fashion choices. (laughs) (laughs) So I didn't want to... Keep going down that road and have I Google be like, you. hey, you, you really like all this stuff. No, I I just don't know what they are because I'm typically not interested in them. So I have to look it up when mm-hmm. I see a term. What the hell's that? Yeah. And I can't just leave it at that. And it makes for good fodder for our podcast. Of course it does. 
it gets a little repetitive when I say, <laughs> Hey guys, it's all in a logic puzzle. Peter Cullen needs to be my Once voice. Once again, Bria did a logic puzzle and her search was based on it. <laughs> I guess I'll do another logic puzzle. <laughs> I haven't hit a hundred yet today. <laughs> I've known all the words so far. <laughs> I don't have any blood clots in my legs. <laughs> Okay. Oh, shoot. That's all my stuff. You've got one more? I have one more. It's very short. I was watching Peaky Blinders because you <gasps> said I should. We've gotten through episode three, starting four. Mm-hmm. And I told Sean, because Tom Hardy is in it, mm-hmm. I need to continue. And so we've given it another chance. And he was smoking something. Mm-hmm. The main character. What's his name? Tommy. Thank you. And I was like, what is that? And of course, Sean knew. So I asked him how he knew that was black tar heroin. And he just knows stuff because he reads so much. And so I looked up black tar heroin. And I was really hoping to find history. I don't know. I just wanted to know the history. How far back does this go? Blah, blah, blah. Well, I couldn't really find any history about it. It was all present day black tar heroin information. Oh, where it's manufactured, where it's found in the U.S., why it's called black tar heroin. It's also called the black dragon. Its dark color is a result of crude processing methods that leave behind impurities. So when you have a white powder heroin, it's been processed better and it's more pure form. Right, and And probably cut with fentanyl and you're going to die. Probably at this stage in time, yes. Please don't do it. Please don't. And so... This technique is um, quicker, it's more economical, they can move it faster. Mm-hmm. The white powder, it takes way too long. The white powder is also um, usually huge bulk amounts. And the yeah. plactar heroin is like, they make it and it's just like, shove it out the door, shove yeah. it out the door, like little amounts. And again, this is all present day. It's mostly manufactured South Latin America, Mexico, and it just is kind of hanging out in the Southwest of the United States, mm-hmm. really. It's not kind of making its way across. Mm-hmm. I tried all different kinds of searches, and I finally just gave up because yeah. I, I really was hitting wall after wall after yeah. wall. I just wasn't finding what I wanted. I was like, ah, forget it. Yeah, I don't our care anymore. Yeah. Our, well, our show is always so long anyway. A short one's probably not going to hurt. <laughs> So that really was the end of my search. I learned that it's called the Black Dragon. It's a crude processing method and dirty. Used today. People still use it today. Of course. Sue. Tommy Shelby riding the Black Dragon. (laughs) Shirtless, hopefully. Oh my goodness. I got to think about him for a minute. Just give me a second. Okay. I mean, he's the best part of the show. Oh, of course. I mean, until Tom Hardy shows up, whenever that Oh, my gosh. He is quite a character. I can't wait. Crazy. Anyway, Kara. What? What about this one? What about this one? I have 10 additional searches I did this week that we didn't have time to discuss but maybe people will be interested and will search them on their own okay. or ask us to do them again and Ooh. do a bonus episode. Here we go. Number one, Tesla Model S. Number two, list of demons slash types of monsters slash mythical creatures. 
Number three, causes for twitching temple slash scalp. Number four, Barbie clothes. Number five, Richard Scary Puzzle Town. Number six, Dream Space Studios. Number seven, Cape Bone. Number eight, Pedipalp. Number nine, Metabolism Boosting Foods. Number ten, Wendigo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, your turn. Number one, Anna Brand Jeans. Number two, Bob Barker Death. Mm. Number three, Carl Davies Death. Number four, is Carl Davies related to Andrew Davies? Number five, <laughs> Container Homes TV show. Number six, Hurricane Idalia. <laughs> Can't say that without a southern accent. Number seven, connect iPhone to CarPlay. Number eight, how to roll down windows with FOB 2023 Honda Accord. Number nine, medium length haircuts. Number 10, Fool's Paradise movie. Speaking of Hurricane Idalia, mm-hmm. shout out to my sissy. Yes, I had heard that it was headed that way. It's mm-hmm. headed right for us. <laughs> but I didn't follow up on that. So She got a couple days off of work because they don't have snow days or ice days there. They have hurricane days. She had to do all kinds of stuff to prepare. Oh, yeah. Just in cases. Mm-hmm. And then it ended up being nothing. So I'm glad you're okay. I also would like to say hello to Janet, one of my work buddies. Hi, Janet. She started listening. And she's an adventurous, active woman of a certain age. Good for her. Yes, yeah, she is. So she listens to us in her car on her way to and from all of the exciting things that she does. I wish I was that way. I think about being that way, and then it just never happens. I do too, and then I'm like, oh, this bed is so comfortable. <laughs> Those are the shout-outs I have. Okay, I'm going to shout-out to Shannon B. from the TV station. Oh. She was saying that she's enjoying the podcast, so I wanted to give a little shout-out to her. All right, well, one more shout-out. Martha D. wanted us to know that skull, the word that you... Yes. ...also means cheers. Oh, right. And she knows this because she grew up around a Danish family... And even spent four weeks during a summer in Denmark when they had 18 hours of sunlight. So she said, it's a real thing. Yeah. Um, She also said that she had Richard Scary Puzzle Town (gasps) and that she could drive to her mom's house tonight and play with it if she wanted to. I'm jealous. Well, she loved Puzzle Town, but I also have some very disturbing news. Oh, no. She does not know who Jem is. That's the most truly outrageous news I've ever heard. She has no idea. I sent her a picture of the gem doll. She's got nothing. Martha. Whoa. When I get a gem doll, we'll get together and we'll play gem. That's all my shout outs. Okay, so let's talk about your car name. All right. Real quick. Yes. I compiled all the car oh, good. suggestions that we have so far. Excellent. Of course, I might not have seen some. So please, people, don't be mad or upset if I miss some. Novelist Martha. Yes. She put forth Rhonda the Honda. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't see Rhonda. I just saw Rhonda, but I didn't hear it see Rhonda the Honda. Yeah. Rhonda the Honda. I like it. (laughs) Pennsylvania Aaron wants to put forth Buffy Karina Birchington. (laughs) So fancy. (laughs) Cooper Trooper said Betty White. That's an amazing name. How did we not think of that? I have no idea. Shansty, mm-hmm. she said Posh Pearl. Posh Pearl? Mm-hmm. And 
Indiana B. Crown. Crown. She suggests Bianca, Blanca, mm -hmm. Alba, Blanche. Oh, <laughs> I do like Blanche. Gain, G-E-Y-N. They all mean white. Blanche means white? Oh. Yeah. Got a couple of Golden Girls options there. Right? Okay. I'm narrowing it down. And I promise I will have an answer next time. Oh. I'm going to pull the trigger this week. And the next podcast, I will have an answer. Very, very cool. You know what we should ask our listeners to do? Rate and review us. Yes, you need to. Tell your friends. Engage with us on social media. Email us. You know what I need to go do? What? Delete my history. Oh, my gosh. Me too. Bye. Goodbye. Delete This History is created, written, hosted, produced, and edited by Bria Brown and Kara Birch. Theme music is So Good by Orcas. Email us at deletethishistorypodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at DTHGals. Copyright 2023. All rights reserved. Woo Woo targeted ads provided by Dreamspace Studios Logic Puzzles. Woo!